welcome to the fifth episode of the AMM Dividend Growth Podcast. I'm Glenn Bush, a portfolio manager with American Money Management and the lead portfolio manager for the AMM Dividend Growth Strategy. So far, each episode in this podcast has been about an individual position in our portfolio. This episode is a little bit different. Uh, this is a portfolio update episode. I thought you might like to know what we're selling and why and how we manage a concentrated portfolio. So in this portfolio update episode, we'll talk about why we sold Alcon, even though we like spinoffs, and why we sold Anheuser-Busch InBev. For the full show notes, there is a link in the description, or you can head to amminvest.com episode five. That's A for Alpha, M for Mike, M for Mike, I-N-B-E-S-T.com slash episode five. And before we get going with this episode, I want to mention that I've been slowly putting together all our past AMM dividend letters into small self-published books. Each volume is a year and it contains all our main dividend letters plus any portfolio update letters from that year or any portfolio update regarding a stock mentioned in that volume. Uh, There are links in the description if you're interested in buying the books and reading our past letters. So all right, uh, let's do the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Glenn Bush and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of American Money Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor who serves as a portfolio manager to private accounts as well as to a mutual fund. Clients of AMM, Mr. Bush, employees of AMM, and the mutual fund AMM manages may buy or sell investments mentioned here without prior notice. This podcast should not be considered investment advice and is for educational purposes only. The opinions expressed do not constitute a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Investing involves risk and should consult your own investment advisor, attorney, or accountant before investing in anything. Recently, we sold Alcon and Anheuser-Busch InBev in all client accounts that invest in the AMM dividend growth strategy. We did buy some more Anheuser-Busch in a few client accounts late last year, and the taxable accounts are sitting on a short-term capital gain. We try to be as tax efficient as possible, so these accounts still have a small position in Anheuser-Busch. But before Anheuser-Busch, let's first talk about Alcon. Alcon was a recent spinoff from Novartis. It pays a dividend and there is value in the spinoff, but we did not want to make Alcon a full position. The AMM dividend growth strategy is a concentrated portfolio. Our target is typically 25 to 30 positions, each with a portfolio target weight of 3.5%. Given Alcon's low portfolio weight following the spinoff, our current exposure to healthcare, and the likelihood that we'll add another dividend growth stock that we view more favorably, we decided to sell Alcon. And yes, we're aware that when it comes to Alcon, we are the selling institutional investor described in Joel Greenblatt's book, You Can Be a Stock Market Genius, that lets other investors find value in recently spun off companies. So with that out of the way, let's get on to Anheuser-Busch. Any discussion about Anheuser-Busch InBev needs to start with the investment firm 3G Capital. 3G Capital perfected the strategy of buying established companies, cutting costs with zero-based budgeting, increasing operational efficiency, increasing margins, and increasing returns on equity and invested capital. 3G tended to focus, especially in public markets, on well-known large consumer-branded companies like Heinz, Kraft Foods, and Anheuser-Busch InBev. These were mature, low-growth companies, say 3 to 5%, with bloated cost structures. 3G generated large investment returns by buying these companies, cutting costs, and improving operations. Then they repeat the whole process by merging another consumer-branded product business into the company. 
They followed this playbook for Anheuser-Busch InBev. 3G started with the Brazilian brewer Ambev, then they turned its operations around, then they merged Ambev with Interbrew to form InBev, they cut costs and improved operational efficiency, then InBev bought Anheuser-Busch to form Anheuser-Busch InBev. Uh, The old Anheuser-Busch had a very bloated cost structure. Then Anheuser-Busch InBev finally bought Saab Miller, as many within the industry predicted, and what we wrote about. I'll put a link to our original Anheuser-Busch InBev dividend letter in the description. But what 3G did not account for was a shift in consumer tastes. Consumers are moving away from traditional branded goods towards niche products and the quote-unquote better-for-you food options. Uh, Beer consumption in the U.S. accounts for about 30% of Anheuser-Busch's revenue and profits, and the U.S. consumers are drinking less alcohol in general And that trend in alcohol consumption has also been shifting from beer to spirits. Uh, The big beer brands in the U.S. are also losing share to craft beer. Craft beer consumption continues to grow at double-digit rates, even though overall beer sales are declining. The other concern is the purchase of Saab Miller. Anheuser-Busch InBev took on debt to fund the merger. And unlike previous acquisitions, Saab Miller knew that Anheuser-Busch InBev wanted to buy them years in advance. Uh, The CEOs even openly talked about it. Uh, because Saab Miller knew Anheuser-Busch InBev wanted to buy them, Saab Miller went on its own cost-cutting program to improve their operations. Uh, the goal was to induce a higher purchase price from Anheuser-Busch. And Anheuser-Busch InBev paid that premium. Now management has less opportunity to eliminate costs and improve operational efficiency and generate the returns they need to justify the purchase price for Saab Miller. Now after this monstrous acquisition, Anheuser-Busch InBev needs to deleverage their balance sheet. With fewer bloated costs to eliminate and declining sales in a major market, Anheuser-Busch InBev cut its dividend. Now, capital previously going out as a dividend will now be used to pay down its debt. In our original write-up about Anheuser-Busch InBev, we said this might happen. This is what management did after purchasing Anheuser-Busch. After aggressively deleveraging their balance sheet, they reinstated and then went on to grow their dividend. But the old Anheuser-Busch had a lot of costs that could be eliminated and operational improvements to make that generated excess cash flow that allowed management to aggressively pay down the debt load. Now, given the larger debt load and less opportunity to cut costs and shifting consumer tastes, we think it will take a lot longer this time to delever and grow their dividend again. Now, we'll keep an eye on Anheuser-Busch InBev, and we may reinvest in the company in the future. Right now, we saw an opportunity to invest in another well-run company, and we use the proceeds from the Anheuser-Busch InBev sale to fund this purchase. Thank you for listening, and if you like this episode, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, then please subscribe so you don't miss out on our future episodes. And finally, if you would like to subscribe to our email newsletter to get our write-ups and these portfolio update emails well before we make them into a podcast episode, there's a link in the show description for you to sign up. Until next time.